0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Joe
1: Show. I think that that was really wonderful. It was, it was rich. There was a resonance to it.
0: Rich. Yeah. Velvety, maybe? Velvety. Velvety.
1: Velvety and rich. Not velveteen. Do you remember velveteen? No. Yeah, probably not. It was like a cheese sauce.
0: Was that around the same time as Tab?
1: It was around the same time as Tab. It was Tab soda. I don't remember that. Where you could anyway, rip
0: the top off and that's right. Stick the tab into the can. That's
1: why they called it Tab. Mm.
0: No, probably not. No. no, all sodas you could do that. You rip the I know the, uh, top off and right. You throw it into the can. Right. Risk is, risk your life.
1: Right. Which was a You well, don't remember that. Well, it was a way to con- to. Uh, it was not litter, not litter. Exactly. Being echoed. But maybe conscious. risk
0: your throat.
1: Yes. Because you could
0: being sliced open.
1: Yeah. I mean, what a wonderful way to start our show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from cheese sauce to slicing your throat open. It happens internally. It happens. Yeah. Uh, so what are we talking so, about tonight? Okay. So hold on. Hold your horses here, because we're not talking about horses. No. We're talking about one of the most remarkable eusocial insects in the world. Do you know what eusocial, EU social? No. Not European. Union. Yeah. Well, that'll be sort of interesting. Yeah. We're talking about bees. Yes, we are. Bees. We are like talking- Like the birds and the bees? Like the- be part of the birds and okay, the bees, so we're not, not talking, the birds and We're the not bees. talking about the birds and the bees, although that would be potentially quite a fertile conversation.
0: Very fertile. Mm. So, my son just had <laughs> his fifth grade uh, puberty discussions in school. So, oh, I, was, really? I was wondering if we were going to talk about the birds and the bees, well, not just you? the bees. Though. No, no,
1: no, no, no. Let's talk about that. What was Let's the, talk
0: about that. Well, the, the you know what's discussion? interesting, though, is um, I don't remember that being taught in P- school. Puberty? P- puberty, yeah, was not
1: taught. It was, it was just experience. It just
0: happened. Was, yeah, in, in uh, frightening ways. Mm. But no, they have a full-on feature film, really? and they split the boys up and the girls, and they s- split them into different uh, sessions, and they watch the same movie, which goes over all of the magical changes in both boys and girls. So wow. they don't just uh, watch it about their own. Yeah so it's uh the there were some fun questions that, like, that, that were elicited what
1: uh oh, so you know can you that would be private well that's what you're talking about isn't it <laughs> really it's very private <laughs> you're private yes yeah yeah funny well i am fine with that and i appreciate that but i think it's wonderful that they're teaching this in schools finally yeah and I they mean, hand out happening. they hand out deodorant uh
0: at the end really to everybody yeah there's a sponsor that comes and uh gives away these like travel sized deodorants to all of the children
1: that's really interesting mm. there's a i mean we should do a show on deodorants you think so and, well because it's masking pheromones right pheromones are the, are the natural chemical of uh olfactory uh, signaling so in other words we, for we mating we all, and such yeah for all sorts of things and who knows i mean i i think i wrote about it in outsmarting anger just speculating whether or not um, using all these deodorants was actually interfering with some basic communication. Really? Because mm-hmm. you're blocking some of the basic signals. It's probably not true, but it was certainly something worth speculating about. Why not? you never know, right? Right. You know, how do you smell? How are you? I mean, you don't really go up to somebody and say, how do you smell today? Right. Well, the dogs smelling? do it, right? They do. And, and actually, on Science with Sophie... My daughter's science comedy TV show. She did a whole show on dogs, which is really definitely worth watching. You can get it on YouTube, Science with Sophie. Watch the which dog great. episode. It's really what great. What season are we in? Season two. Nice. And uh, it's, it's going great. Science with Sophie. Science with Sophie. On YouTube. YouTube. Science comedy TV show, just really trying to remind kids that they are scientists. Right. And that they are amazing and that they're capable and that... They can do this.
0: It's a great show. It is a great show. It's a great show. So, such as this one, the Dr. Joe show. The
1: Dr. Joe show. And I was, you know, uh, we were getting some comments from people who we were telling that we were going to be doing a show on bees, and they were a little concerned because they thought, well, we have an A rating, and now we could have Mm. a what do you think of that one? B rating. What do you think (laughs) of that one? You thank well. you all thank right you. we're not going to edit that one out it's an i am it's still an i am my humor is an i am so um let me let me just tell you a little bit about how i got interested in bees okay and what, what happened let's, let's talk about so that there, there's, a, there's a, a a deeper backstory going way back to college which i'll just sort of touch on quickly so when i was uh at sarah lawrence college back in the mid 1970s so started 76 by 1977 uh, i had taken pretty much the main courses on animal behavior, because I was I was really interested in theater, I was interested in Zen Buddhism, and I was really interested in animal behavior. So I, I took these classes in animal behavior, and there wasn't much more they could teach me at Sarah Lawrence, but this guy, E.O. Wilson, one of my heroes, professor at Harvard, had just come out with this book called Sociobiology. And it was looking at the genetics of behavior. And I started to be fascinated by this, wrote to Harvard, had the opportunity of going up to study with, with these folks at Harvard. And really, this, this started to propel me along what uh, has ultimately merged into the I am. Okay. Because there's that biological domain of the I am, right? Remember the I am saying that we are at a current maximum potential. We're doing the best we can with the potential to change. But we are influenced by four domains. Your home domain, no one's going to argue your home has had an influence on who you are the social domain, which is the rest of the world, the biological domain of your brain and body, and the I see. How do I see myself? How do I think other people see me? We're interested in what other people think or feel, but what we really wanna know is what are you thinking about me? Right. And, and I really think that the I am, which I started in 1982, was profoundly influenced by the whole idea of Darwin and natural selection yep. and the idea that we are always trying to survive um, that is a very compelling idea how do we survive what do we do but now as eo wilson said in one of his more recent books we have caveman mentality with star war weapons that's it mm. eo wilson quote caveman mentality with star war weapons in other words we have evolved and are these remarkable civilization but with the vestiges of a brain a survival brain that dates back millions of years right and the i am is saying okay so that's that is true that is part of who we are but we have evolved a new part of the brain the neocortex neo is new cortex is brain and if you put your hand on your forehead unless you're driving uh right behind there right behind here is your prefrontal cortex,
0: right?
1: A fancy way of saying the front part of your brain, the part of the brain responsible for thinking, solving problems, executing a plan, anticipating the consequence. It also happens to be the part of the brain where theory of mind is. Theory of mind is really the IC domain. I can't see someone's mind. So I have to theorize and guess what they think or feel. So sociobiology has had a huge impact on the IM and bees and ants were E.O. Wilson, ants in particular, his main focus of study. And he started to look at this remarkable society that has divvied up their responsibilities to the point where only one person, one person, one insect is actually producing babies. Say that again. Only the queen produces the eggs that make the babies Mm -hmm. now that would never fly in our society where we have one person making babies it doesn't happen but in many species of certainly of social insects that's what happens so how did this show come about so about a year or two ago um our cat mike disappeared your cat's name is mike 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 tyson okay because mike tyson would come up to you absolutely wonderful cat for those of you who remember mike just what a wonderful cat this big orange ball of fur who would come up and put his two paws on your shoulders and nuzzle in and then nibble at your ear therefore (laughs) mike tyson now mike tyson Uh. had his own problem but um, but he nibbled on ears. He, he did. Mike Tyson used to n- nibble on ears. Mm. Uh, Evander Hollifield's ear, actually. Yes. Accurate ear. Yeah. So, um, so Mike disappears, and it's it's heartbreaking to us. Heartbreaking. And uh, Carol started hearing at night when she was about to go to sleep, purring. And she really thought Mike is sending me some message. Mm-hmm. Purr, prurr, prurr. She'd hear this mm-hmm. at night. And it's a little bit disconcerting. You know, I mean, Mike's gone, and there's this. No other cats in the house. No other cats. Okay. And there's this purring. The ghost of Mike Tyson. Night. So one day she calls my son Galen in yeah. to the bedroom and says, Galen, just listen to this. And he hears this. And so, as my wife says, he does what any uh, energetic young man would do, and he hits the wall, smacks it. And outside our window, where Carol's head is when she sleeps, comes a swarm of bees. A swarm of bees. Because Hmm. it was not Mike Tyson purring it were it was bees a number of them a number of them buzzing mm. around right next to my, my head and got you know there's this window so that is how i got into bees and there's a bit more to that story there's so many different bee jokes aren't there are there well they're bee films right we're not going to go there no well, we started to with your with my with your talk about you know puberty oh right Q-B-T right. Okay, so, so let me finish up the story All
0: Yeah, right. so, this is the story So let's, let's so now, uh, so just paint re- the picture Recap again. real yeah. quick yeah. Recap So
1: my wife thinks that our missing cat is purring Mike, Mike Our missing <laughs> cat Mike is purring uh, To give us a message Because she hears it every night Turns out there is a huge hive of bees In the wall of our house So we call uh, She calls a guy to yep. get rid of bees Yep. Now, before that, she started thinking, but how do you know what's a good bee, what's so a good So they're in bee? the wall? They're in the wall. So how are else.
0: they surviving?
1: Well, they're, they're flying
0: out. They're going out and yeah, coming back they, in. They
1: all came out when Galen smacked the wall. And oh, they uh, came out? Well, a whole bunch of bees were outside. Luckily, they weren't inside, but they're a whole bunch outside. But she started thinking, you know, well, we know that You know, some bees are really good. They make honey, right? And they pollinate, mm-hmm. and they are responsible for... So you don't want to terminate them? Well, some, which ones? Do you know? There are thousands of types of bees, Mm -hmm. thousands of types of bees. So she calls a guy who's an expert in bees and he comes along and figures out um, not how to kill them, but basically how to spray something into their hive so they will evacuate and it go and somewhere else. not come else. back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's uh, some word for it that they use. Eviction? It's like an eviction. Yeah. Right. It's like an eviction of the bees. Um, and so that happens. And that's great. And the, the purring goes away. Right? But then she Looks misses this,
0: the Mike uh, purring.
1: Well, we, we still miss Mike. Yeah. Mike never came back. Mike it's, the cat. Oh, it's so... Please. Heartbreaking. The next year... Carol is walking outside in our yard, and there in the ground is a huge nest of bees. In the ground? Yes. They have made a nest, and, and these were the same bees. Come on. Same. How do you know that? Because it's the same species. Because remember, he wasn't killing them. Yeah. He was just evicting them. Right. And so they have to go somewhere. Bees don't go very far. Is that
0: right? That's we might have to verify that to with our guests. Well,
1: well we'll verify with our guest. But the chances are these are the same bees. Chances are. Well, I will I will defer to our guest who will be coming in the second okay. half of the show, All right. Ken Pearl, who is an expert in bees. And I think it's important show because there are probably a lot of people out there listening who have a problem with bees. You know, now, bees are, you know, they pollinate, they do all these different things, but some bees are not social animals. Some bees are isolated, solitary bees, and they can sting you. The, the honeybee is not gonna sting you unless they really feel threatened. But other bees will sting you.
0: Mm, hurts. So
1: how do you know, have you ever been stung by a oh, bee? Yeah wow
0: i mean it really hurts i'm not allergic to bees that's, i know people that are
1: that's a good thing I, yeah. I i had a patient once talking about drinking a soda uh many 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 years ago the soda you know he's holding the soda he's like a kid like six seven eight years old mm-hmm. a bee had gone into the soda uh, i've seen that And he's drinking it and uh, it goes in and stings the back of ooh. his throat um, yikes cause all sorts of difficulty as you can imagine was he allergic he was not allergic but but it did begin to shut down breathing and resulted in hospitalization and everything yeah yeah. turned out you know okay but but it was still a scary experience Mm. my my son jason uh was attacked by bees at somebody's wedding also from a a, a nest somebody's wedding oh what a bummer right right. (laughs) nest in the ground and these bees were you know. Going up, his pant legs, oh, stinging, 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 worst. Imagine that's like a nightmare. Yeah,
0: yeah, but they pollinate, so there's that.
1: And and then when we were in New Zealand, like you know, because we, the, there's there are these different kinds of bees based on different parts of New Zealand, and the honey is like unbelievable. I've never had honey like really. That. It's like amazing, and and that's what's why i really wanted to do this fascinating because there's you know how do you know if you're killing off honeybees right compared to other bees because you really don't want to kill off your honeybees i mean if you if you have honeybees the chances are you have a garden or you have gardens close by and those bees are responsible for for basically whether you have fruit trees you know if you have apple trees or peach trees or any anything fruiting any vegetable it's the bees that are making sure that those plants are producing fruits and vegetables and reproducing it. Right. Nature's wingman. Nature's wingman. Tom. Tom's good for Tom. Nature's wingman's good. So I thought it would be really interesting uh, in the second half of the show to bring in Ken Pearl, um, who was working with- uh, So the, do the bees have am. IM? Yes. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> good <laughs> since it is
0: the, the theme yes, of our show
1: it and you see that's the thing that's amazing is everything has an IM so these bees were trying to survive
0: so what's their IM when they jump on your
1: hand and sting you well you probably they probably thought you invaded their home domain or they're threatened by you and so right way. and so they're doing what bees do which is to protect and what's remarkable about the bee community is that they are willing to sacrifice themselves because they are so closely related? Now, this part I know may get kind of technical, okay, but I'm ready because only the queen bee lays eggs, right? Right, and there are the drone bees, which are the male bees, and, and there's he's he's going to explain it better than I can when he comes in. So, the male bees are the results unfertilized eggs. Okay. Right? So the male bee is born and it all its job is to fertilize eggs. And, and but when it fertilizes the egg, the fertilized egg doesn't become a male egg. Doesn't become a male bee. Becomes a female bee. Why is this important? It's because genetically the females are actually more related to each other than they are to their brothers. It's a sisterhood where on average, the shared genetics is about 75%. Our kids share 50% of our genes. So the biological domain in the bee kingdom, in the social animal kingdom like that, the social insects, The females have elected not to have babies of their own, but let the queen do it because they actually will be more related to each other than they are to the queen. And the queen bee actually has less genetic um, compatibility, not compatibility, shared genetic material with the offspring. So just it's for me, that's I know it's it's complicated, but it's, it's sort of mind blowing. But that's why these bees are willing to sacrifice. So the implication for the IM is this. And this is where caveman mentality with Star Wars weapons comes in. We are still driven to get our genes into the next generation. We will protect our families. Mm-hmm. And then we will protect the larger tribe. Or we will protect things where we feel we have some kind of relatedness. Why is that important now? It's important now in a world where we have so many weapons that we could wipe each other out if we continue this tribal mentality. The tribal mentality is outliving its usefulness because we don't have to worry so much about having these limited resources that we were all competing for. They're not evenly distributed right now, the resources. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we can all work towards but they're not limited in the way that I need to fight so much to beat you down mm-hmm. so that To you, eliminate you. To eliminate you. Yeah. So that's why the social insect is so interesting. I'm not, we're, we're never going to be social insects and we wouldn't want to be because they have, they have basically given up a lot of stuff but they are still so successful. I mean, social insects are everywhere in these swarms, these hives, termites, ants, bees, they're everywhere. And they're a really important part of our ecosystem. But for me, going back to the early 70s, mid 70s, when I started to really study this stuff, and then 82, when I began to create the I am approach, um, we can change the way we think. The small change, Globally, that I want people to think about making is, are we really that different from each other? You know, we're not. We're one species. It's called humanity. Mm-hmm. We may have these differences within it, but ultimately, we're one giant hive. And we've got to be careful what we do with it, you know, because we are at risk of eliminating each other. Mm. We have all these horrible things that happen. I mean, look, look what's happened, you know, around the world. in Christchurch, New Zealand, Sri Lanka, America, where people go in and because they think someone is so different from them and threatening, they kill them. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an I am, but I don't have to like it, but I want to understand it. Mm. And, and I think it comes down to the fear that people have that somehow... Some tribe is going to overcome their own. Do we really need to do that anymore, Mark? Right.
0: It's the scarce mindset, right? So you're afraid that there's not enough. Yeah. Therefore, you got to go. Right. And therefore- Kill that, the competition. Right.
1: And that's limbic. It's irrational. It's that ancient limbic part of our brain responsible- Because for there it. is enough. There's I think plenty. so. Abundance. I th- it needs to be distributed. And there's no question about that. And there are some people. So some people are hoarding. Who are hoarding and who feel like I need this and I'm willing to sacrifice somebody else in order to get it. It happens, it's real, but it's an I am that we can do something about. Remember the I am is saying, I don't have to like the I am. Mm -hmm. I don't have to condone it. It's not a free ride. I'm gonna hold people responsible. And the I am doesn't even mean you'll be successful. Success for me is when you love going to work and love going home. But instead of judging it, instead of judging each other as lessened and broken, even the people who hurt other people, let's look again at why they do what they do. Look again, again, look. Again, to repeat something, look like a spectator. Let's respect why people do what they do. It's not the same thing as liking something. That's right. But it's wondering. Why are they doing this? What happened in their home or social domain? What's going on in their biological or IC Mm -hmm. domain that the best they can do is try to hurt someone else? Right. And very often, way too often, complete that. So that's why bees are our topic tonight. Bees. Bees. Because they contribute so much to our planet but they've sacrificed a lot to do that they've sacrificed what have they
0: sacrificed the the competition they've sacrificed the ability to conquer and they
1: sacrifice their individuality okay and that's not something that human beings will ever do or should ever do and that's because it's our individuality that helps us be creative And it's that individuality and the creativity that will allow us to find a way to be one tribe. Did I get too shrinky? No. A little bit? No, a little socialistic, but was it? we can we can move <laughs> past that. Well, it's a social social instinct. Right. Did you say? Did you say a little social instinct?
0: Yes, I did. No, or a little insect. Insect. Yes, you're a little,
1: little. I did. Little you heard that? We re- 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 replayed the tape. It's really good. It was good. We're good. So, ken came in to our place and saved the day, when this other person had just sort of had these bees evacuate and was. Oh, depicted. the Mike, the, the, the Mike, Mike impersonator, the Mike, Mike bees. Okay, and. You came in and you
2: helped solve the problem. So tell us a bit about yourself. Welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Thank you. Well, uh, I've been a beekeeper for a few years. Lifelong resident of Marshfield. Um, I raise queens. Ah, Um, that's uh, something very, very great. How Uh, do you do that? How do you raise queen um, bees? What you do is you take. An egg is an egg for three days. On the fourth day, it rolls over into a larvae. Huh. And then you pick up the larvae with a, a thing that looks like a dental pick. hmm And you stick it in a cup. And you get like 15 or 20 of these and then put it into a queenless hive that you've made queenless. And they feel that they are hopeless because they don't have a queen. Wow. Because without a queen, they are going to die. Huh. and so they draw out queen cells they make queens wow every fertilized egg that a queen lays has the opportunity to be a queen right the fertilized ones are the females Correct. right the sisters yes okay. they're all sisters yeah they could have different fathers right Because the, the queen doesn't know which sperm that she's giving to each egg right so they she they could have different fathers or a mixture of a couple of fathers but they but they're gonna have the same the They're going to have the same mother. Okay. Okay. So a uh, worker bee, a female bee, has a, uh, a mother and a father, but a drone only has a mother. Right. He has no father. But he does have a grandfather.
0: Huh. Wait of a course.
2: second. <laughs> you want to write this one down? Yeah, we're gonna have to back <laughs> this, this, is, this. one up. Is this, be this, to this is tough. This is like an
0: algorithm.
1: The bee family tree.
2: I flunked yeah. out of biology too, by Well, now. you <laughs> certainly caught up. You've, you've, <laughs> caught, yeah. Yeah. you've caught right up. Well, you there. have to when you're when you're raising queens and you, and bees just totally fascinate me. So okay, so we so we've got all these these
1: cups and 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 the eggs and then they realize that they are
2: they're queenless, queenless. so they, they keep feeding them royal jelly and they they, they draw when they draw whoa, whoa, the whoa, whoa, cell whoa, whoa, whoa. what's royal jelly that's a special food that only the queen gets oh. all eggs get royal jelly for the first three days of their life four days of their life after that they get a mixture of called bead bread and they that doesn't have the the high potency food that the queen gets wow. so she gets a special diet and, and do you, how, how do they make how do they make it's, it's from the proteins of the the food that they bring in the nectars S- and the so pollen. Cool. and
1: then that's so cool okay go on, re- go on. it
2: really and truly is cool yeah and so <clears throat> in order to get a good queen you have to uh, get those eggs before the larvae before they dry out because or before they switch over to feeding hmm. to uh, bee bread so because you want them to have the best food available to get the best queens and so your job then is well we get it in this we get it in there make the queenless colony right so that they draw it out right um, 16 late days later the queen emerges she walks around the hive for a few days to harden off her exoskeleton and then she goes out on a mating flight weather permitting <laughs> weather permitting <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's gonna be warm it can't be rainy okay uh, and she will mate with anywhere between 15 and 20 drones huh and she stores up the sperm and her sperma for her entire life and she can lay anywhere between a thousand and two thousand eggs a day whoa so whoa the, for the length of her realm uh, and how long is that um, it depends on when she run if she when and if she runs out or if she gets damaged. A beekeeper could work too fast or whatever and roll her a killer. Okay. And then the bees will make a, 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 a queen out of any available eggs that they have or a larvae that's young enough. So. And so and so then what do you do with all these queens? Do you s- I sell, sell them. them? Yeah, I sell them. I requeen my own hives. Okay. Uh, I, I take, um, hygienic queens that are, uh, sensitive, they, um, they're able to recognize varrola mites in the cells, and they will open up the cells that the larvae is in, that the varrola mites are in, and they'll actually take that larvae out of the hive. Well, what's a varrola mite? That is one of the things that, uh, the beekeepers have to contend with, it's a little tiny, it's like a wood tick. Yeah. Okay and if you could imagine a wood tick uh, about that size on your neck that's that's we're we're on radio
1: so give me so it's like like a a football probably like a a, yeah about a
2: football on the size of your neck a 12-pound wood tick on the side of your neck and that's Uh, exactly what a mite is to a bee wow wow so they have those to contend with and then we have good old man with their pesticides and yeah insecticides and f- chemical fertilizers and things like that that the bees have to contend with and and
1: you raising a particular type of bee like a because there are thousands of species of bees
2: right there there are uh, yeah but basically uh, we just raised the honeybees which is like either either italian or Carniolian. or there's an, a bee out now that uh, i've been delving in it's called an ankle biter a Purdue ankle biter and the bees actually groom themselves and chew the legs off of the mites and then the mites in turn end up bleeding to death so it's not a cure-all <laughs> Or the varroa mite but it's certainly another tool in our toolbox that we can use to be able to combat the mites so so
1: who in the hive does everyone have the responsibility of getting rid of the mites
2: um well the workers will do it okay because the drones don't do anything they don't so what's the worker wait, bee
0: wait. I've heard that term a worker okay. bee is okay.
2: that's any female bee that's in the hive got it. it. Is a worker
0: bee got it a female but not a queen
2: right, right. got it uh, a drone doesn't do anything except for cruise all day long looking for a queen that needs to be mated. Okay, man, this is just you know. And if he does get lucky like, enough to find a queen, he dies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she rips his. Oh uh, she rips. Okay. His, okay. She rips his, uh, she rips his uh, member off. Okay. After the mating is done, and he sp- sputters yeah. down to the earth dead.
1: One and done. Interesting. Because she yeah. doesn't want him mated with anyone else.
2: that's that well it's because she's got to bring back those little doohickeys and show everybody in the hive what a good job she did really
1: (laughs) wow I'm fascinated it is so where's the
0: pollinating come into play
2: yeah that's when the workers go from flower to flower to flower they have baskets on their legs their hind legs and they actually fill those baskets up with pollen and bring it back to the hive so when they jump from flower to flower that's how the pollen gets moved from flower to flower. So. so
0: you're raising queen bees so that you can create thousands and thousands of other bees, right? Well, to or create, somebody can?
2: it's to get a line that I'm looking for or genetics that I'm looking for. Um, I believe that Northern raised Queens are better Queens than the ones better
0: that are at the, at what?
2: At, at overwintering, I believe they're bred better. Um, uh, the producers, because there's so many people getting into beekeeping, yeah. the producers have to produce so many queens, so many packages. For
0: bees. what, though? So they produce For the queens? For that people
2: that are being in the hobby of queen.
1: Of, of buying, of of raising bees? Yeah. Raising bees, yeah. yeah. So you've, you've probably seen, you know, all over town, you know, beehives, somebody's you know that they need to be,
2: buy their bees from someplace right right so, i right. mean we, we just had bees
1: that that chose our house as right. their hive right but, but ultimately but we what's the end game of
0: cultivating the bees so you have the queen bee so you're you're cultivating
1: queen
2: well, bees. well you have you have people that that raise bees yeah. just to sell to okay other, to other to beekeepers okay because and that's part of what you like do. St- i don't know i no. just raise queens. The queens i just raise the queen and then do you
0: sell the queens to people s- who are raising the bees yes okay yeah
2: so that they can get a, a better genetic than what they can from package bee producers okay I mean, you buy a package of bees you're getting three pounds of bees and a queen bee and it's just random and yeah they just shake them out of a hive um they have thousands of hives uh, that they're pulling bees out of. And so three pounds of bees is roughly 10,000 bees.
1: Okay.
2: And you get a queen. How much does that cost? For um, bees? Well, Plymouth County sells them to their members that are yeah. at a, um, a very cheap price, which is $105. But you're, you're looking up upwards to $200, depending on where you go for a package of bees. And, and how does somebody become then a
1: member of...
2: For Plymouth County? They can they can go to the website. Um, every year at the Marshville Fair, we have um, sign-ups if you're interested in taking B, um, keeping. Hmm. We have a school every year that just graduated uh, two weeks ago, I think, three weeks ago. Um, the school was over for the year and then they get started. Then we have a list of mentors that you uh, can call and have them come out and help you with,
0: so where's uh, Plymouth County getting the bees to sell to its members
2: they they actually buy from Willbanks down south
0: okay um is that a yeah. massive it's,
2: it's a farm? massive place yeah we bought uh, Plymouth County brought up 900 packages for their members this year got it so so what's
0: that facility bees. like that is that just a massive oh, it's, farm it's, it's, of
2: yeah it's a, just a gigantic farm that's all they do is produce bees
0: and the hives are outside they're not contained indoors or anything like that outside yeah we can't and they come back we can't produce we can't produce
2: bees up here that well (coughs) that much as far as because of the weather because of the weather right they have a um long long season that they can yeah uh, Yeah. build bees up
1: there's a lot of money this is a multi-billion dollar industry sorry
2: um, uh, wait, wait, wait. Th- just, just think th- of going into the produce department yep. and then seeing not seeing one-third of the food. That's well,
0: that's that's where I, I'm trying to get to with these bees, right? So so then what happens? So someone raises bees, and then they sell them to the farmers
2: to well, create they sell, they, the food? Well, there's actually pollinators. Okay. They're, they're beekeepers. They're commercial beekeepers that take and they bring their bees all over the country.
0: The communication and the, the, the social teamwork that the bees have. It's, yeah, uh,
1: and, and that's the part that's so fascinating. So maybe you can just give us some of that for our WATD audience. Yeah,
2: when they come out of the hive, um, they do orientation flights. So what they do is they'll fly a little bit away from the hive. They'll look back at it and fly back to the hive. Then fly a little bit further away, look back. And they're actually getting their GPS markings. Mm. Okay, GPS, really? Uh, GPS, right? Oh, no, G- no, GPS, yeah, right. You got but it. But they—they're getting the <laughs> getting getting the location of the hive according to where the sun is and everything, so they can find the, can find their way so back. Cool. So they go out right. and they find a source of nectar or pollen, and when they find it, they come back and they tell all the other girls in the hive of where it is. And they do a waggle dance. Yeah. And this waggle dance t- will tell them how far away it is, uh, what direction to fly in. Wow. It's communication. I mean, Yeah. yeah they, it's they, profound they, communication. It's, it's amazing they communica- the way they communicate. And they can actually tell them exactly where that flower is.
0: Through the waggle.
2: Through the waggle dance, yeah and when they swarm because queen bee doesn't like the house anymore because it's too small there's too many bees in there they send out scouts and they try to find a new home and they come back to the hive and they tell the other bees what they found and then they actually vote on it really So yeah they have to sell the other bees oh i found a a beautiful nine-bedroom house over here yep. with a pool and tennis courts. And No, no, no. I got one over here with 15 bedrooms, you know. You'll really <laughs> love this one, you know. This pool table in every room.
1: Yeah, Mark's a real estate lawyer, so yeah. so this is this right passes, right up his yeah. alley. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well,
2: that's that's what those scout bees do. They come back and they have to sell that new home that's to awesome. the other bees in the hive. And then they vote. And they vote on it, yeah.
0: <laughs> Town and they decided to come back to your house. Right? They do Are you yeah. convinced? I'm going to have to ask Ken.
1: Go ahead. Ask Ken.
0: So <clears throat> Dr. Joe had a, a hive in his house. He didn't help evict them. No, and he didn't help Okay. Evict so them. somebody helped evict those bees and then they allegedly came back to a different- um, Part of the grounds. Part of the grounds. Yeah. In literally the, in, the, in, the, in the ground. Yeah. In their own, they created a new hive <laughs> right by the same location. Mm-hmm. He's convinced it's the same bees is it's, are you it, as well
2: no no it's probably not right. the
0: same bees though. can we <laughs> edit that out?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dr Joe it's, was wrong for the oh first my time God, it's, I'm it's probably probably not the same bees and if they were in the ground they're not definitely bees. not definitely not honeybees not honeybees right
1: so what what kind of bees were were they
2: I mean what no, do we yeah, have, like, probably carpenters? a wasp that, no there's, there's probably was some sort of a wasp but there is there are some ground bearing ground dwelling uh, bees, dwelling bees. Uh, you can actually see them in a, in my garden, where you can see little huh. holes. I've seen the those place. holes yeah, too. Tiny holes. Okay, so these so these were not the same no. bees. And but if you have wax in your house, yeah, uh, from a swarm that was there originally, other bees can smell that wax, and wow. that is a great spot for a. a, a be to be able to find that one of so if spoilers. one
0: community goes out and they say i've got the I've place got a, right it's already, i've got it this doesn't yeah. even need a vote we're right. going because it's going. already Cause been it's settled already, it's, it's been, already
2: yeah. been settled they they abandoned it yeah and we can move right in yeah. we don't need to build the it furniture's a home, in the there, there
0: toothbrushes yeah. are it's, in the bathroom it's ready it's it's, it's ready. ready to go
1: it's Ready. move in ready yeah, yeah. Move, move in, in ready no need to paint nothing and it's probably a, s- a smaller group to begin with right because you know they've
2: well the queen, the, the, the can, the take up, the queen can take up to half of her hive whether when she leaves in a swarm really so, yeah that's why I got to ask our, our listeners: Do not, under any circumstances, spray a swarm. Okay, by, so that's, that's very docile. That, that's what, what?
1: What advice can you give our listeners? Because remember, you know, with we call the, a beekeeper. Okay, we will find
2: them a new home very okay. easily.
0: Yeah, before you just torch them.
2: Yeah, I mean, even um, pesticide applicators and stuff like that, or people that do that stuff of work, they know enough not to spray honeybees now they're actually protected they are oh yeah. really
1: yeah and and so. speaking
2: of, um, they've they've also been acknowledged now right right yes yeah. uh, bumblebees are getting close to being extinct no yeah yeah it's it's not not good it's not a it's a very bleak future what will happen to not just the bees but well, to if us listen, if we don't have pollinators if you if you listen to um uh, I forget his name now, but he said if we lose the honeybee, we lose more mankind four years later. Wow. So, That's pretty heavy. Yeah, That is. If you think of, the, there's certain foods that you'll never see again if we lose the honeybees, like almonds. Huh. Or <laughs> well, we could be like China and then try to pollinate the plants by hand. You know, <sighs> out there with uh, little Q-tips and... Wow. Transfer, Why are they having trans- a problem transfer? with bees? Um, well, they... Uh, environmental is not very good right. and even the people walking around the streets are wearing masks all the time right. because of uh, the stuff that they're breathing but yeah
0: it's so the so um, the bees are all contaminated and
2: well they're dying you know chemicals and and things like that the, the bees are dying so what can we do to protect the bees leave leave your dandelions in the spring it's one of the first really? foods yeah it's one of the first foods that bees can eat Wow. It's one of the first foods that they have. Don't use chemical fertilizers or chemical weed killers. <laughs> well,
0: um, most people are using chemical weed killers to kill the dandelions.
2: Correct. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, <clears throat> there are there is a weed killer that you can make yourself that costs for about $2 a gallon that won't hurt the environment and won't hurt the bees. What's that? It's a gallon of uh, white vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. Two cups of Epsom salts and a third of a cup of uh, Dawn... Dishwashing soap, the blue one. Wow! It costs around two dollars a gallon, and it'll kill anything you put it on. Really? Really.
1: But it will protect the bees. It,
2: it won't hurt the bees.
1: Interesting. So we'll have to yeah plug yeah we got we got to post that yeah yeah. So we, we've got a couple minutes left. So with the IM am approach, you know, we spoke about on the air, um, because the four domains interconnect: home, social, biological, and I C. Small changes can have big effects so what small
2: change can you suggest that people
1: make to save our bees
2: use that weed killer i just told you about okay plant bee friendly plants what are those okay. oh there's a million of them herbs um, when you were a kid growing up your grandmother always had a herb garden outside the back door right right that's where the kitchen was but she she grew everything mint oregano thyme. everything was there bees love Uh, herbs and a lot of herbs will get rid of mosquitoes wood ticks and other bugs that we're spraying chemicals on to kill wow so that's a win-win-win yeah right absolutely this i mean there's a lot of organic ways that we can help our bees and we can help ourselves
1: cool and then the other thing that the im uh, says is because everyone is interested in what other people think or feel about them You control no one, you influence everyone. So Ken, what kind of influence do you want to be on people?
2: Oh, wow. That's a tough one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You've got a minute. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. It's going to take me 20 minutes. Yeah. Because you get to choose. Um, Just basically, if I could uh, get people to be more, uh, aware of their surroundings and the earth and our insects like the bee and things like that, I would, I would love to have it to happen. Um, I started a program at Plymouth County Beekeepers Association where we loan out bee suits to young kids. Love you that. Members. Uh, that's getting them off the, uh, their iPhones and their iPads and everything and getting them outside in, right. the, in the sun and everything else and, and it's, it's v- taken off very well.
0: So ha- these kids are raising their own bees?
2: they're going in with their parents yeah um we have we have uh, kids that were only like five years old or something that were actually going out and working with their parents with the bees um
0: interesting so So
2: cool and i just became the beekeeper at the magical moon farm also in marshville and the magical moon farm is fantastic it's
1: your neighbors it's my it's our neighbor Yeah, yeah absolutely wow well this this has been great so, I want to just really thank you for coming in. How do people uh, get in touch with
2: you in order to buy queens and with the beekeepers? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the list, the mental list of Plymouth County beekeepers. Okay. Uh, I'm also in Marshfield. Okay. Lifetime resident. Great. Right. So, uh, they can call me, and my number is in the book. Okay. Follow- Ken, thanks yeah. so much thank for coming you. in. Thank it
1: you. has been a pleasure.
2: That was, that was the fastest time that I've ever been.
1: There you go. <laughs> we're done.
2: <laughs> Bye. All right. All right, so we're